Amen. I'm thankful that the Lord is in this place. I'm thankful that the Lord is fighting for us. And that He is on our side. Amen. The winning side. Amen. 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 Wonderful to be in the presence of God. Amen. His presence has been here all week long. Amen. Many of you who have come each and every night know what I'm talking about. The presence of God has been here. Amen. And He is here again tonight. Amen. He's not finished with this Sunday just yet. He still has a work to do in this place tonight. Amen. I'm not sure if you're aware of it or not, but we are in spiritual warfare. And if you weren't last week, you ought to be this week. Because a lot of praying and fasting has gone on this week and some things have been stirred. Amen. There's some things that are on the run and on the move right now because you've been praying. Because you've been on your knees praying and because you've been fasting this week. Amen. If you would turn with me in your Bibles to Joshua chapter 10. Amen. Reading in the Word of God this week and this scripture jumped out at me and I kind of had a smile on my face and was a little bit excited when I saw it. About that time, pastor came in the office and, what you smiling about? I said, man, I just saw this and I thought it was so good and I shared it with him. And he said, well, why don't you preach that Sunday night? So there was no getting around it tonight. He knew what it was, so I couldn't preach from a different chapter tonight. But I didn't feel a different chapter tonight. Amen. I feel like I have a word from the Lord tonight. Joshua chapter 10. Begin reading at verse 15. It says, And Joshua returned, fled, and hid themselves him unto the camp to Gilgal. But these five kings fled and hid themselves in a cave at Makeda. And it was told Joshua, saying, The five kings are found hid in a cave at Makeda. And Joshua said, Roll great stones upon the mouth of the cave and set men by it for to keep them. And stay ye not, but pursue after your enemies. And smite the hindmost of them, suffer them not to enter into their cities. For the Lord your God hath delivered them into your hand. For the Lord your God, your God, Your God hath delivered them into your hand and your hand and your hand. He said, stay ye not, but pursue. So tonight, with the help of the Holy Ghost, my title is stay not, but pursue. Stay not, but pursue. One translation says, don't stop now. You must keep going. Would you lift your hands all over this house and let's go to the Lord in prayer tonight. Lord, we love you so much. God, we thank you for your presence that is in this place tonight. God, I thank you for the anointing of the Holy Ghost that is here. God, it is moving right now and touching lives, opening hearts. 
God, I pray right now you would anoint these lips of clay. God, that not my word, but your word would come forth. God, that it would penetrate every soul. God, that we would rise up, oh God, in this hour. God, as an army for the Lord. God, to fight the battle that is before us. Knowing that the war is already over. God, because you paid the ultimate price. We thank you tonight and we praise you in Jesus' name. And the church said, Amen. You may be seated. There was a man by the name of Larry Walters. Larry was a man who wanted to be a pilot in his younger years, but in pilot school was then dismissed because his vision was poor. But Larry did not let that stop him from flying. So Larry would, he went and bought a house near the airport and he would sit in his backyard and watch as planes would fly over and He thought in his mind many times, I'm going to get in the air one day. And so Larry went and bought 100 weather balloons and filled them with helium. And he tied them to a lawn chair. And he sat in that lawn chair with a BB gun and he let his neighbors come and cut him. And he did not know how far he would go up or if he would even go up. But little did he know that when they untied him, they say he went about 8,000 feet into the air as he began frantically trying to shoot some of those balloons so that he could come down. When he finally landed and was able to live to tell of his story, they asked him why he did it. And he said, well, I can't just sit here. I can't just sit here when I was born to fly. I wish that there would be somebody in here tonight with that same attitude in the spirit. Lift your hands and shout Sunday night. And why did you get involved in the worship? And why did you lift your hands and shout? And you look at them and say, because I can't just sit here. I can't just sit back and watch as God has called me to do something greater, to be more effective. I've come to echo the crazy man named Larry Walters and tell you we cannot just sit here. We can't come into the house of God day in and day out and just see whatever happens and hope for the best. But we have to be intentional about what we are doing. In Joshua chapter 1, God begins to give this young man named Joshua direction to the journey that is before him. That is to inherit a promised land. He tells Joshua, be strong and of good courage. Again later he says, be strong and very courageous. In verse 9 he says, for the Lord thy God is with thee. And whithsoever thou goest, God will go with you. What a promise for a newly appointed young leader. Be strong, be courageous, and just so you know, wherever you go, I am going with you. God then begins to give Joshua step-by-step instructions on what he wants to be accomplished. He sends spies into Jericho and lets them go and stay at the house of a harlot by the name of Rahab, who says, I know that the Lord hath given you this land. Again, what confirmation for a young man to know there is a harlot already where he is going, that somebody's been talking to God and she says, oh, I know all about this. I know that God has already promised this to you. 
these two spies came back saying, surely the Lord is giving us this land. The people are already fainting because of us. God then tells Joshua that this day he would be magnified in the sight of all of Israel. As I was with Moses, he said, so will I be with thee. They cross the Jordan, they leave a memorial for their children and their children. And they go to the battle of Jericho where God gives them the city. There was a man there who had taken the accursed thing by the name of Achan. And because of this, when Joshua sent a few men to go fight Ai, which should have been an easy victory, they suffered defeat. And Joshua begins to cry out to God and God explains to him what happened and what Achan had done. But after they got rid of all of that stuff, once again, God gave them victory over Ai. Then the Gibeonites heard what had happened and they tricked Joshua into making a peace treaty. And they come to him and they make up lies and a little story and, and he makes a peace treaty with them. And while they are there helping the Gibeonites, there arose five kings that went up to make war against Gibeon. They said, Gibeon is now with the children of Israel. Now we need to go and take on that city of Gibeon. And it can be a part of us. We can be the ones that rule over it. But Gibeon had asked for help from the people of God. Gibeon had went to the people of God and said, Joshua, you made a promise to us that we would be with you. You made a promise that you would help us. And we are here at your mercy asking for help. So God sent down a word to Joshua saying, I want you to go and I want you to know that I am going with you. I am going to fight with you. And God began to rain hailstones that killed more than all of those who had swords. And there was doing death that day. Joshua saw what God was doing. He saw the victories that had been taking place. And now not just one location that was on their land list, but a five for one special. Joshua told the sun and the moon to stand still that day, and it did. And he said, there has never been a day like this before. There were some enemies now on the run, and these five bold kings who had a game plan and they had a purpose to go and destroy Gibeon. Now they realized what had happened and they realized just how powerful this God really was. These five kings found themselves running for their life and hiding in a cave. Joshua goes up and he sees them in this cave. He says, now take some of these rocks. Let's put it over this wall and I want you to stay guard and do not let them leave. We'll come back for them later. Joshua had guards to make sure that they stayed put. And there in that moment would have been a time for Joshua to say, you know what, men? I think it's okay for us to put our swords up now. We have their kings captured. I, I think we can look around at the many of men that God has destroyed today, the enemies and the adversaries that are against us. And now would be a good time for us to come to church on Sunday night and just sit back and relax. Because there's been a lot of devils that have been slain this week through prayer and fasting. There's been a lot of things destroyed. The flesh has been destroyed. Now would be a good time for us to sit back and catch our breath for a minute. 
Now would be a good time for you to sit back and rest and, and, and let's get a game plan for what's going to happen tomorrow. But Joshua knew what the Lord had said. Joshua knew what God told Moses. And God told Moses, you make sure that they are all dead, all defeated. And God told Joshua the same thing. And so Joshua looks around at those men. He said, I know right now would be a good time for you to sit back and calm down and catch your breath. But I'm telling you tonight, while you've got the enemy on the run, while you've got them where you want them, I'm telling you, do not put your sword up. Now is not the time to sit back. Now is not the time to quit fasting. Now is not the time to quit praying. But I'm telling you tonight, stand not but pursue. Take your sword out. I want you to chase your enemies down. Chase your adversaries down. Look them right in the eye. Knock down every one of them. Every trouble. Every trial. Every adversary. Every voice that speaks into you life. In a negative way, take it down tonight. Stand ye not, but pursue. Pursue. He made the earth stop spinning long enough for us to wipe these guys out. He rained down stones from heaven that would kill more enemies than we did with our sword today. And to top it all off, we've got five kings that are trapped in a cave. It would be easy for us to just leave them in there to die and us go home and get back to our normal routine and not have to worry about praying every night. It would be easy for us to get back into our old ways and our old lifestyle and just know that there's some enemies down on the ground now. He could have said, we have your kings, we have killed all that you have sent, but Joshua knew now is not the time or down, now is the time Now is not the time to quit and put your sword down. Now is the time that you stand and you pursue. You pursue the enemy. You pursue that which has been attacking you all of these days. And you say, there's no more of this. Not not tonight. Tonight I've got you where I want you and I'm coming to get you. I've had you on the run all week long, and tonight I'm claiming it. You're done. You're done speaking to my family. You're done getting in my marriage. You're done getting in my children. Tonight it is over. I'm claiming it. This is my territory that God promised it to me. He promised it to my father. He promised it to my grandfather. And I'm claiming that promise tonight. He said, the Lord hath delivered them into your hand. God has given you this moment to wipe out your adversaries. God has given you this moment to take out five cities at once. But that is only going to happen if you do not relent and you do not delay I know you're tired. I know it's been a long day. And old Joshua prayed that God would make it longer. But I pray today that somebody would get a hold of their sword and realize that that moment you've been dreaming about, 
That moment you can finally claim the territories that God has promised you. That moment you can finally take hold of the promise of God. It's right here at your fingertips. If you would just stand not but pursue. Some of us have been satisfied far too long with just getting our enemy down on the ground. Some of us have been those that have gotten giants on the ground and we rejoice. But that was not the end of David's story. Because David wanted to make sure that that guy didn't get a second wind. David wanted to make sure that that guy wasn't going to get in his ear again and start talking again. And two weeks later, he's dealing with the same junk on Monday that he laid down at an altar two weeks ago. So David went and took that sword and he went over to that giant's head and he said, tonight you're done. I'm pursuing you. I'm not just knocking you down. I'm taking you out. I'm making sure this is over tonight. It would be easy to go home and rejoice for a giant that's on the ground. Thank God he still takes giants down. But David took the sword in his hand. And David was the one that put that sword down on his neck and cut off his head and took it in his hand. God wants some of you to know tonight he was in the process of the stone. There's no way David was going to do that without God. But God quickened the heart of a David and said, now go finish it. I did this part. Now I want you to go finish it. Go take care of your business. Hallelujah, Jesus. I'm not giving it a chance to revive. I am done. Don't relent. Don't hesitate. Pursue. Do not leave until every enemy is down. Don't leave until every addiction is dead. Don't leave until every voice that has been speaking to you has been shut down. The Bible says that Joshua left none remaining. He utterly destroyed all that breathed. Go read it for yourself. He left none remaining. My God, what would happen in this place? If before we walked out of those doors tonight, we walk through this place in the spirit and saying, I'm leaving none remaining. I'm not giving you a chance to get in my ear tomorrow. I'm not giving you a chance to get in my heart next week. I'm leaving none remaining tonight. There will be no breath in your body by the time that I am through with you. I'm leaving none remaining. All these kings and all of this land. Joshua, take it one time, because the Lord God of Israel fought for Israel. The Lord had commanded Moses, and Moses commanded Joshua. And here's the kicker. Joshua did. Joshua did. I love what the Bible has to say about Joshua in chapter 11, verse 15. It says, Joshua left nothing Undone. Joshua left nothing undone. I don't know if there is there anything else in the word of God other than well done, thou good and faithful servant that I would want to hear. Landon Long left nothing undone. 
Landon Long made sure every enemy was gone. Everything that came against him was not only on the ground, but it was out of the way because he pursued. He fought a fight. He had sword in hand. And he said, I'm not staying put. I'm not staying satisfied. There's not enough time left on the clock for me to be content. But I've got to pursue and leave nothing undone. Joshua finished it. Brother Hughes, let it be said of Landon Long that he left nothing undone. He silenced every tongue that would speak out against God's people. He destroyed everything that stood in between God's people. People and their promise. He pushed through every adversity. He was sensitive to God's leading. He pursued after the enemy. He took everything that was against them and pursued it until they possessed it. That's what we need to do tonight. There is a possession, an inheritance that is for you, and you need to pursue it tonight until it is yours. AI, I know we defeated you, but we've got some more that we've got to get done. We've got some more to inherit. This isn't enough. God promised me all of it. We have become a people that wait for the fight to break out before we fight back. And we've become a people who live on the defense. And we have been taught not to throw punches unless someone throws one at us first. And even then, that's debatable. And that's good teaching for the physical realm. But in the spiritual realm tonight, there has got to be somebody to stand up and say, Oh, no, 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 I'm the pursuer tonight. I'm the one that's coming after you. I'm the one that's not going to sit back and be pushed around tonight. But I am pursuing you. I was reminded Thursday night while we were praying and the Spirit of the Lord was so strong as we began to pray the armor of God. That God did not give us access to this armor and expect us to sit back and watch the clock roll in the days pass. But He gave us the armor of God so that we could be a soldier. When there is just one with the armor of God, He is not an army, He is a soldier. But when things happen like they did around this place on a Thursday night prayer meeting, and the church body God. You don't have Ephesians 6.11 said, put on the whole armor of God. You don't have just a soldier anymore. You now have an army. We have a lot of soldiers being wounded because they are going to battle with part of the armor. But I challenge you tonight, put on the whole armor of God. It's time for war. Put on each and every part of it. Pray it every day because it is time for war. Friday night, we prayed that we would use the weapons of our warfare. Again, God did not give us weapons of warfare so we can sit back and watch Him do it all. That we could sit on the sidelines and let God just do His thing. He gave armor and weapons to a people who are called to war in the Spirit. Who are to be on the offense and say, I'm not staying any longer, but I am pursuing And I say to this army tonight, while you have the enemy on the run, while you have something scared into caves, while you have spent this week in prayer and fasting, I challenge you to stand not but pursue. Some who say, well, we could sit here and enjoy past victories. 
We could bask in the presence of the Lord that we have been feeling in this place the last few weeks and months and just sip on our coffees and talk about the good things the Lord has done. And that's wonderful and, and that's great to do every once in a while, but that somebody would stand and say, you know what, I could stand and stay, but I'm going to stand tonight and pursue and not just be content with the victories of yesterday, but to ensure our victories for tomorrow. The Bible said that there were four leprous men. It says there were four leprous men at the entering end of the gate. They were talking and they said, well, if we say we will enter into the city, then famine is in the city and we shall die there. And if we sit still here, we die also. Now, therefore, come and let us fall into the hosts of the Syrians. And if they kill us, we shall but die. But they rose up because somewhere in the midst of their talking, they said, hey, we could sit here and die or we could sit here and die or we could sit here and die or we can get up and do something about it and just see what might happen. We could sit here with sword in hand and just be content with all the Lord has done and say, well, I'm old now and I just, I think God might be done with me. And Or we could say, you know what? There's still breath in this body tonight. He brought me into His house tonight. He's allowed me to feel His presence tonight. Perhaps there's still something more for me to do. Perhaps there is still more for me to pursue tonight. Perhaps I can get up and just see what the Lord might do. We can sit here. We can stand here and la-di-da and let whatever happens happen. If we don't move, we're going to die. If we move, we might die. But if we move, we could live. So let's move. Let's make something happen. Let's be active and let's pursue We could sit here every day watching planes fly over or we could sit down in a lawn chair and tie balloons up and just let her go and see what happens. We can take initiative. We can act first. We can move. We can be proactive. We can stay right here and probably be okay for a little while longer. And all the we could survive. Joshua had those five kings in a cave and all the people down on the ground and He probably could have went home and lived a good life for a little while and been content and nobody bothered them because they were the children of God. But Joshua said, you know what, I'm not content with that when I know there's more. I'm not content with that when I know what the Lord said. And before we ever went to battle with these people, he said, go on and take it. I've already set it all up for you. I'm telling you to pursue because I've already taken care of it. I've already got rocks in the sky that are ready to fall down. And dead shot aim, I'm going to knock each and every one of them out that stand in your way. What a promise. No wonder Joshua didn't sit there and say, Well, you see God, I've got this thing going on in my life right now and well, see, we, we, we've had good prayer, and I'm, I'm tired after a long week of prayer. I'm tired of that long, long day that you just made us fight in. And Joshua didn't sit there and say that because he knew not only what the Lord said, but he knew what was right beyond those people. 
And you know what? When it was all said and done, he went and said, okay, now take those rocks out and bring those kings back out here. And he told those men, I want all of you to come put your foot on their necks. I want you to fill their necks under your feet. And know that victory this day God gave you and our family. I want you to feel victory tonight. I want you to feel what happens when you don't give up. And you don't give in. And you don't quit pursuing. This is what it feels like to be a winner. This is what it feels like when you get to inherit the things that God has for you. Hallelujah, Jesus. Stop waiting on what's going to happen next and make something happen. You can stand all over this place. The commander of Apollo 13, Jim, said there are people who make things happen. There are people who watch things happen. And there are some who wonder what happened. But to be successful, you need to be a person who makes Things happen. You make them happen. You take the sword in your hand and you be intentional about what you are doing, who you are calling out and what you are putting down to death. Stay in our text means to stand still. To stop moving and doing, to cease, to delay, to remain where you are. But Joshua said, stay ye not. What was he saying? He said, don't stand still. He said, don't stop moving. Don't stop fighting. Don't cease. Don't delay. Don't wait on a better opportunity. Don't wait on another Sunday night service. Don't wait until Wednesday night. Don't wait to see what happens tomorrow. Quit flirting with sin and knock it down and out for good. Don't remain where you are, but get an attitude about you that says, I'm breaking through tonight. I am pursuing that saint. I am heeding the word of the Lord that said he has already given it to me. I'm claiming it tonight. Picking sword up in hand. You say, Brother Landon, the battle is not ours. It's the Lord's. You say, God is fighting for us. Didn't you hear them singing about it earlier? That God is fighting for us? The problem is some of us have twisted what we think that means. It ain't like, Mama cleaned my room for me. That's not the for us it's talking about. It's not talking about doing it for you so you don't have to. It's talking about God is fighting for us. God is on our side. There's a difference there. One of them, you're not a part of it at all. And one of them, you're a big part of it. You're a laborer. You're a soldier in the army of the Lord. And He is fighting for you. He's on your side. He's the big guy at the playground that everybody wants to pick. God is fighting for you. It does not mean I sit back and do nothing. It doesn't mean I sit back and expect God to go do everything for me in my place. 
but that I am reminded of what he said in chapter 1, for the Lord God is with thee. He is with thee. And wherever you go, He's going with you. He is with me. He is fighting with me. When God was leading Moses and the children of Israel to the Red Sea, when He said He would fight for them, and we hold God's fighting for me. That was verse 14. He said, the Lord Himself will fight for you. Boy, we like to run off there and think that that's it. God's fighting for me. It's all done. And Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. But verse 15 in the NLT, it says, The Lord told Moses, Why are you crying out to me? Tell your people to get moving. Why are you sitting here when I've already told you what I'm going to do for you? Why are you still in your pew tonight when you know what God is going to do? Don't just stay where you are, but pursue tonight. Get moving. Be intentional tonight. God, fight for me tonight. Let me leave nothing undone. Let me not walk out of this place until every enemy is destroyed. Hatalabokoniyabahayabalo, iyalabokotabahayabalo. Oh, 